What's your favorite scary movie? Westward to LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello, everyone. Uh, we have a special guest, too, if you'd like to introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, yes. Um, I am Crystal Palace, drag performer extraordinaire. Um, and I'm super yeah. excited about what we're talking about today. <laughs> Is excited the word? Yeah. first of all thank you for being our first drag queen guest on here you know i'm i'm doing it for the girls and 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 the gentlemen the drag kings the drag things the queens everyone in betweens (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i should be killed for saying that but (laughs) don't worry like i said off mic no one listens to this Um, but it's fine so you chose 1998's sci-fi abomination sphere <laughs> you say abomination i say magnum opus okay. no, i was thinking about that like after i finished i was like this is either like just too much for anyone to comprehend and we're all just stupid and it's brilliant this is, it's like when i watched glass and was like mm. is this better than all of us or is it actually the worst thing ever? no it's it's deeply deeply stupid <laughs> Every time I finish watching it, because I've watched it many times, and yeah. every time I finish it, I'm like, I can't believe this is how this movie. Yeah. Amazing. So, so for quick reference for y'all, uh, so it's this uh, team is called in for first what they think is going to be first contact because this event, this spaceship is found at the bottom of the ocean. They gather mm-hmm. a bunch of. What, there's like a psychologist and a psychologist and astrophysicist. <laughs> they're so they're like we have to make sure they say it so many times. They're like, what are we doing here with a mathematician, an astrophysicist, a biologist, and a psychologist? Like they all walk into so, a bar. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote in my notes that Sphere walked so Annihilation could run because that was the exact oh same God. thing they did in Annihilation. Oh, right. <laughs> of like Except we're gonna were... get a crack. Well. But- didn't they also actually have like the military training required they, to go into Well, <laughs> I can't remember necessarily and I just rewatched Annihilation because that's another movie where I saw it in theaters and I was like, I what? Hmm, I don't hmm, what? And it was during the movie pass days. So I was oh, seeing God everything in theaters no matter what. And I was living in Los Angeles too. My Judy Corey and I would go to a dispensary, get a Zasp, which is a beverage that they don't even make anymore because they were like, this is too much for the public. We would just get fucking rip roaring high as hell and just sit in a theater in like, it's a Winnetka Pacific yes! 21, like the best movie theater in Los Angeles and just be like, what? And after Annihilation, I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know how I feel. And it just, it stuck in my head for a really long time. And I rewatched it like earlier this week. And I was like, no, this movie fucking rules. I love it. I don't care about the haters. And that's kind of how I feel about Sphere. <laughs> Where it's, I'm like, you know, like, like, I feel, <laughs> sorry, I feel like Annihilation's a better movie than Sphere. 
just like overall question. it's a way better movie but it has mm. that it has that oddness they both have that like weird vibe of like what like you're trying to figure out this mystery of why all these people are kind of going insane and in sphere mm-hmm. it's like the dumbest <laughs> the, the more you find out about the mystery the more you're like that's dumb and ordinary whereas in annihilation you're like oh sweet it's an alien <laughs> like yeah like it really is like oh it's so cool so i i don't know there i feel like there is kind of a thread there of connection because they do the same thing of like we tried, you know, the military way and it was too like masculine. So let's get this like effeminate psychologist in here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh <my God. sighs> I, well, first of all, off the bat, I thought it was hilarious that like D- Dustin Hoffman is the psychiatrist and he just made all that shit up. Basically, he's like, I don't know. I, I like read some. <laughs> literally that's just the the bush administration and made some money fuck them and now they're like all in their lives are in danger because of it yep Uh uh-huh god not to be a scientologist but i'm like that's just the field of psychology baby (laughs) as someone who's been i would say i don't know maybe not super treated well by like the psychiatric field i do have to appreciate Mm -hmm. where he's like i just straight up made up this shit it's about aliens i didn't think the government was gonna like build anything off of it it's like when the government and like hiring agencies started using like myers-briggs personalities tests as like <laughs> like actual science you know it's like the same he's like literally what are you guys talking about oh it's so good the, i i love this scene the helium scene when they're all <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, the decompressing and the yeah. And the thing is, is like the science in the beginning, you're like, oh yeah, like Michael Crichton must know what he's talking about. Because here's the thing, <laughs> is <laughs> this movie came out, uh, and this is how I remember it from my childhood. I actually didn't do any research on whether or not this is like verifiable, <laughs> but I remember something. I remember something right after Jurassic Park happening of what I call the Crichton sense, which is when. A bunch of movies came out that were like based off Michael Crichton IP, which like they'd done other Michael Crichton movies before, but they kind of, I feel like they weren't as successful as Jurassic Park. And then as soon as Jurassic Park was like a huge hit, then it was like, how many Michael Crichton movies can we make in the span of the next five years? And then like, I feel like Sphere was kind of the epitome of like hey maybe we shouldn't just do everything because like the one was really successful you know and I feel like Barry Levinson as a choice of director of all people for a sci-fi movie like an aquatic horror (laughs) sci-fi is like so weird you know and it's crazy too because he actually I was doing I did do some research on the actual film because I was like I need to know how this happened and there was (laughs) Barry Levinson got signed to the project and then he brought Dustin Hoffman in because they'd worked together before and Hoffman trusted him and Hoffman thought like maybe I can elevate the script with like my acting or whatever. I'm sorry is he acting in this? He does not not react to a single goddamn thing. (sighs) I know I know. Uh, the point where, first of all, I'm mad that they killed off Queen Latifah so early. But well, they had to. It's a '90s. It's a '90s movie. It's a '90s horror sci-fi. By jellyfish, and he is literally just sitting. There, no reaction. Like, yeah, they're like literally he's... all up there. They're like, "Why is she doing that?" Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's 
<laughs> they're like, so get out weird. of the jellyfish. Get out of there. What are you doing? Like, it's so, it's, she's literally like having a panic attack and there's like jellyfish like climbing into her suit. They're like, just go. Like, just, just get out. Just leave. Like, just Let's get go. out of here. What are Let's you go. doing? And the, uh, and the guy, uh, Barnes, played by... What's his face? Coyote? <laughs> Something. I got it. Peter Coyote. I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Peter Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> Which that why that to me sounds like a drag king name. Like that's that's not. And <laughs> uh, welcome to the stage, Peter Coyote. Um, when he just immediately, I the other thing is I was looking at a bunch of letterbox reviews because I wanted to see if people <laughs> who had read the book also saw the movie and maybe mm. could fill in some blanks. And I actually, I feel like Sphere is something that could work really well as a limited series if you had like six Mm. hours to be able to kind of delve into how these people lose their minds because that's the stuff that I find really, really fascinating. And in the book, um, it actually turns out that, (laughs) so so in the movie, first of all, (laughs) I even wrote this down in my notes. So in the movie, the way that Dustin Hoffman figures out that the computer that they're talking to is actually Harry's manifestation is because he's like, it's not, my name is Jerry. My name is Harry. (laughs) And I was like, wait, hold up. (laughs) Because, (laughs) because the code that he broke wouldn't work. It would say like my, if, if it was really Harry the whole time, it would say like my Nima is Harry, you know, because the E and the A were the problem. And so yeah. even if you have it fixed to say my name is Harry, that doesn't, you just create it. That, that doesn't make sense. And so in the book, it actually turns out that uh, Norman, Dustin Hoffman's character was the one manifesting everything that it wasn't oh. Harry had nothing to do with it, which I think is so much more interesting then Beth being like, well, obviously you manifested the snakes and the, which why as a man are you manifesting phallic animals? But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do with those snakes? What do you, why are you manifesting snakes, huh? So, um, but she was like, well, obviously Harry was the one responsible for the giant squid and you're responsible for everything else. And in the book, it was like the sudden, like the dawning that Norman has realizing that like he's been scapegoating Harry and Beth the whole time to realize he's been the one that's been manifesting all of it the entire time mm. is like so much more interesting to me. So I was saddened to see that that's kind of how the movie kind of glossed over it because I feel like that's such a bigger twist than like all the other like aha moments that they kind of mm-hmm. had. But um, that's the thing. I mean, maybe I'm so defensive of this movie because I feel like there's there is a good, there's something there that could work, and they just yeah. didn't do it. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. some of my favorite things or pieces of media are things that, like, have the potential but are a mess. As I say, as I'm sitting below my autograph <laughs> Gotham poster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, no, I totally get that. Like, I could, like, I meant to ask this at the beginning, but, like, I told you you could pick any movie and you chose this. And is that kind of why, like, you kind of have this special connection to it and to the potential of what maybe another yeah. adaptation could be? I think it's, I think because I feel like it deserves kind of like a cult classic status mm-hmm. that it hasn't received. Because I think there is enough there where it is entertaining. It's not, I, it's not a boring film. I, you know, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, I forgot this is a whole ass two hours and 14 minutes. Yeah. It's very long. I think that's the problem. El, El, yeah. Sorry, El. 
It, it, yeah, 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 go ahead. <laughs> it's so long. I was like, it's so long. Yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> long and it, it drags out. Um, but there, I feel like there's a lot of really memorable sequences and a lot of like really well done stuff. And the problem is, is that because Sphere, the book, uh, and as the source material is so dense, apparently there's like eight chapters alone just dedicated to math of like how the Sphere operates oh <laughs> you know and you can't fit that into a movie and so it ended up being a little too bloated because they wanted to fit in as much as possible and you know and then to have such a silly um anticlimactic ending you're like I just wasted <laughs> I just sat here for two hours and 14 minutes and all they did was sit in a circle and hold hands and the sphere blew up into the sky and went away because nobody remembered it on earth but like, but <laughs> like, like really, you're just like it's incomprehensible to think that that's like just how it ends. But to me, I feel like that's part of the fun of it because I love, like, I love imagining what could have been with this movie. Or mm-hmm. if I think about maybe if like, you know, like an HBO or a Showtime or an AMC or FX, like kind of one of those more cable-y networks made like a limited series like one off season of it I feel like it could be it could have so much potential and I always want to talk about it because I'm like oh you haven't seen Sphere and I'm like why would have anybody seen Sphere (laughs) it was a critical and like it was a critical flop it was a monetarily it was a flop it was like an 80 million dollar budget and it made like 37 million worldwide like it was a failure across the board and and I you know It just makes me sad because I'm like, oh, like it's such a good story, though, because the idea of like, you know, uh, I mean, it is kind of like a tale old as time story of like once you get a few people kind of trapped in a location where they can't leave and they all start turning on each other and they feed into their fears and paranoias and, and then to have that stuff manifest physically, I feel is like so cool and then of course the mystery Mm -hmm. of like what's inside the sphere and that never gets answered and that feels like oh come on fuck off like what is in the sphere (laughs) what is inside (laughs) you know so but I I enjoy like I love being like well you guys are all so lucky that I walked into the sphere and manifested Cobra Kai getting an Emmy because (laughs) you know And so I, I, I want, to. yeah, I want more people to see it so I can like make that joke and have it land. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just for purely selfish reasons. Cause I want to make sphere jokes about manifesting things. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, Krista texted me that joke, and then I was just like, I'm going to manifest a Loki of Kirsten. I'm going go. in. I'm going go. in. <laughs> well, be, especially too, because I love the idea of like the greatest discovery of mankind. And it's, like, such a sacrifice to be, like, let's just not tell anybody about it. And it's, like, is it the mm-hmm. greatest? Like, you walk into a sphere and then you can make your dreams come true. I'm, like, ah, that's not. <laughs> I don't but know if that's, like. But only... it only manifests bad shit, though. Like, I guess if you figure well, out how to control I mean, th- it. That... Well, and that's also why I think there's, like, an interesting conversation to be had about, you know, like, Dustin Hoffman being this, you know, um, <sighs> you know obvious like straight white man whatever like (laughs) his go-to is like the fear and paranoia and shit and it kind of clouds out everybody else and the first thing Mm. he does is start blaming 
the women or the mm-hmm. black guy, you know, and it's like he could he couldn't even think about the possibility that he might be the problem, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's oh, that's such a good like yes, like I love exploring that of like being so you know, uh, blinded by your own privileges to not even realize that, like, you're manifesting horrible shit because of, like, your warped worldview and perceptions. And then you're going around and being like, well, you know, women are crazy and black people can't be trusted. (laughs) You know, it's like... (laughs) Like, the way that they treat Sharon Stone, like, the one woman with mental health issues as a threat before anything is even happening. It's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? It's like, sir... Oh, oh yeah. I think I wrote wait, where's I put uh hold on, my note <laughs> my notes are so stupid. These are not good <laughs> notes. No, it's great. It's great. Um Oh, women be crazy, LMAO the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> because it really it's so you watch it and you think it's heavy handed. You're like, wow, in the nineties, you could just say women are crazy, but it's like, no, it's 2021. And it's still like, well, you know, like maybe Brittany like does need to be a conservatorship. Cause like, she does seem kind of oh crazy. And it's like, ah! <laughs> you know, it's like, maybe we're all crazy because of this shit, you know? And so to see it like so blatant on screen and not even have it be that long ago. And I really feel like just, Oh, it's just so easy to be like, well, have you considered that maybe she's crazy? <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, it, it like, it kills me. But I'm like, but it's right there. Like, if you, if you watch it and you think it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe like we as a society have come. And it's like, no, nope. <laughs> no, we have not. We have not come from it. We have not moved on from Sphere 98, everybody. We are all stuck in Sphere 98. We are stuck inside the Sphere. We're trying to get out and we're hallucinating all of this in front of us. But what we really are is three people in a mini sub. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just, it's also funny too, because it's like, we brought this psychologist because he's going to be the one to be like, well, I can think my way out of this mess. Like, <laughs> you know? like, and it's funny that he's a psychologist and not, a psychiatrist because I'm like girl didn't even go to med school and we are all listening (laughs) to him because he just waltzed in and also the from what I could glean on this rewatch you know it's assumed that I always assume that that he and Beth obviously had a romantic relationship but I kind of caught this time that I think maybe he was her doctor and mm. Beth was a patient mm. and they started in an affair and then she tried to harm herself and called him because he had like psychically damaged her so much to be like, oh, well, Beth, you didn't know I was married and I'm your doctor. Like that's I'm like, oh, oh, he she should kill Blame? him. Like, yeah, <laughs> I th- there was a there was a part where like because there's so many like twists and turns or whatever then like you're trying to figure out what's going on and there was like a brief moment where i thought that she was behind it all and i was honestly like good for her like i'm yeah. about to just like be in her corner of like just kill all these men i'm pretty sure <laughs> i put in my notes good for her cinematic universe because when she's like trying to drown him in the in the yes! lab yes! Ugh, i was yes! like go off queen please kill his ass i have i mean listen there are some 
some mental health professionals. I would not mind drowning in a med lab under the ocean. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Maybe some people who prescribed me some meds I shouldn't have been on. You know, that kind of shit. So I get it. Um, Allowed. Also. It's cathartic for you. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm like, ugh, she's living my dream. Like, just like kill your psychiatrist. Do it. <laughs> So, uh, I love, honestly, the gag of Dustin Hoffman, like, opening all of those cabinets and just a bunch of copies of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea falling out and that being, like, scary. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's more books. It's more books. I, I am. Stan I, Twitter. Not books. Not, not the books. books. I fucking lost it at the, the calamari scene. Oh, Just because uh, of Samuel L. Jackson's reaction. Okay, Samuel L. Jackson is serving in this Oh, no, movie. he is. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, he is yeah, serving yes, mm-hmm. on a silver platter, a fantastic mm-hmm. camp performance. He's eating. Yes, yes. He is eating. It reminded it me, si- yeah. Sam Jackson feast up in here on Sphere. And the, pl- <laughs> and the main course is Calamari Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we talked about, last month we talked about The Covenant and how like, Sebastian Stan was the only person who knew what movie he was in, and I feel like that's yes. Sam Jackson in this. He's like, I don't yes. want to eat. Um, yeah. This movie's yeah. bad. So let's he was filming fun. this during the week, and then on the weekends, filming Jackie Brown. Can God. we give him wow. an EGOT, EGOT just for that? Damn. Oh Can you God. believe? Like, really, one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. Fucking Levinson during the week, Tarantino on the weekends. Like, can't imagine that chaos. <laughs> Like, give this man an EGOT before Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda, please. Well, I mean, hey, him singing Bally High in this, Tony Worthy. Oh, yeah. Tony Worthy. Like, yeah. is he singing South Pacific? Yes. And, like, that's supposed to be, like, menacing that he's just singing show tunes in the shower. And I'm like, wow, same. <laughs> God bless. Yes. I love... more of Dustin Hoffman like doing anti-acting like being so like too calm when he goes to the when he goes to the computer before he realizes it's Harry and he's like Jerry uh, this book stops at 87 pages (laughs) like he's like trying to figure it out and he's just so I'm like do something Dustin (laughs) like anything make a make a choice yes (laughs) please oh my god begging you <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, like the three. When it comes down to like the three leads, like that trio of Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, and Sam Jackson, it's like you could not find three more like different, like people who like approach acting in different ways. Like, and it, it all like clashes. Like, yes, it, yeah. Like separately, they're all great, but something. I don't, unless I'm crazy. No, no, I totally get what you mean. I think that, um, no, there is, like, kind of this feeling of, like, all three of them are acting in different movies. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Because they are. There's there's no cohesion, which is sad because that's such an, that, it's such an A-list group of stars, especially for 1998. It's, like, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Sharon Stone was huge. Sam Jackson was like uh, he was still riding that Pulp Fiction high. He was like a mega mm-hmm. star at that point. Yeah. And you know Dustin Hoffman was like considered one of the best. And uh, <laughs> to be in Queen Latifah, yeah, and of course, and this was like an early Queen Latifah moment. Like, given her 
her shot to get strangled well, no, by jellyfish. God, you know? well, no, that's what made me mad was I was like, how mad should I be about this? Like, was this one of her first roles? And I looked it up. She had already done Set It Off and she had already done Living Single. I'm like, so why the fuck is she like just appearing in this to get killed by jellyfish? <sighs> Hollywood. I, it's the nineties. Oh, Hollywood baby. <laughs> Hollywood and baby. Wait, I, I, cannot... And I kept saying too, I kept being like, it's the nineties. <laughs> You know, I, I have Very to much mention like, Liev Shriver at some point. In oh, we yeah. have to mention Liev Shriver. First of all, my one of my best friend's mom is, she's such a Liev Shriver stan. I can't remember Me. what, I can't remember what awards show. I feel like we're watching the Golden Globes and she kept texting Alex being like, Liev Shriver's there. <laughs> Like, there's something about, like, like Jewish middle-aged women just, like, love Liev Schreiber. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are Good. so, he, he's the nice Jewish boy for, like, a bunch of, like, 40 to 50-year-old women, you know? Is it because of that show he was on? The, wasn't, oh, I know what show you're talking, I tried, I watched that show for, like, two seasons, but I was just like, this feels like it's getting repetitive, but I, I. Well, that's yeah, not Liev Schreiber's fault, I don't know. No, it's not his fault. He was great in it. Um, but no, yes. Probably that show. God, I can't remember What's that? Name. Yeah, is it Ray I'm Donovan blanking. or is that something else? Yes, Ray Donovan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh, Ray Donovan. In Showtime, oh, yes. Okay. But, I mean, Ray he Donovan. had a career before that, but I feel like would that cater to nice middle-aged Jewish ladies? Something like... Not X-Men Origins. Wolf. Oh <laughs> not that, You're going to bring up that? While we're trying... <laughs> <laughs> not Kate and Leopold? You bring up this? <laughs> you said appealing, and I said that's a very much not appealing. <laughs> Kate and Leopold, yes. Yes. Um, I do love Liev Schreiber's Ted, though, being like, yeah. like, I'm the nerdy guy. Like, I always have to say, like, a thousand things <laughs> in one <laughs> sentence. Like, when, again, like, the helium scene, when they're, like, we're like, girl, you don't need to be talking. <laughs> you know? He's like, well, the thing about helium is, oh, oh, oh yeah. you know? <laughs> like, I just sounded like Mickey Mouse right there. Oh, <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, and he, like, doesn't care that his voice is changing because he, like, knows why. And he's just like, oh, yeah, and then he just keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're all like, girl, <laughs> take it easy. And then Sam Jackson's just like, follow the yellow brick road. And then they all just die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing and the uh, also, it's so the way that he dies, I feel like is so funny because it's like <laughs> <laughs> like the part of the ceiling like falls on him and then like pins him to the ground and then like <laughs> there's like a very small contained but big enough gas explosion beneath him to kill just yeah. him but not get it all to Dustin Hoffman who's yeah. mere feet away. Yeah. And and he was aiming for him. Yeah, and the blast was like like it happened so quickly and it was like Ted's dead and I'm like would that have killed him it was like a flash fire like I don't know if <laughs> it was over so quickly I'm not a professional um not a firefighter a on this. Of fire. yeah but I was like that have killed you I feel like that doesn't check out that that just straight up like melted him you know <laughs> but I, I also love how it always cuts back after somebody dies or there's a huge accident and it cuts back to all the bodies like piling up in the yeah. in the barracks or whatever and it's like oh, yeah. got more bodies in the body bags girls <laughs> 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 oh 
Also, okay. I don't, it's funny because they're all talking about like, did you go in the sphere? Or like, did who went in? Like, who got in the sphere? And it's like, technically nobody ever even actually went physically inside a, a, a uh, I don't know, a, a, some version manifested of themselves like it like it came out of the sphere and then it like floated up and then so i'm like how did you get in there was no door you didn't like like it's almost like astral projection or something because their bodies are still there right like i yeah and and what's funny too is how i feel like in the book probably i like i haven't read it but i feel like it's probably it makes more sense or there's more kind of deduction or reasoning as to why Harry immediately would be like, oh, you know, well, uh, obviously this is like a closed time loop and we're all going to die down here because if they knew it was an unknown event, like they would have known about this event if we told everybody. So obviously because of the closed time loop system we've got going on here. And it's like, what? Who made you the king of time travel in this situation. Like, how did you just automatically assume like, (laughs) oh yeah, well, because they said it's an unknown event, clearly we all die down here, you know? Because like, then there would be a paradox and it's like, do you have a degree in this? I don't even remember what you, like, was he the mathematician? (laughs) I can't remember, you know? (laughs) You're gonna die down here. And which is why I can kind of understand why someone would be like, hmm. Suspicious, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when all this yeah. shit starts going wrong, and then it's like, well, there was a guy just saying we're all gonna die down here, so I, I can understand. Yeah, I can understand the. <laughs> yeah, he takes. He spends a lot of time sleeping. <laughs> oh, like he 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 is very rational, like very calm about the fact that they drugged him. Yeah, and like he's yeah. like, why did you drug me? He's just standing over him, very calm about it. I would be so pissed. Like, why did you stab me with a needle and drug me? Oh, speaking of the novel, I found the novel in my bookstore. Oh, my God. Uh, when I, I was like, sphere! Because I, I was just reorganizing stuff. And I was like, I can't believe it, the timing of it all. So Yeah, that's... It's amazing. That's the beauty of it all. <laughs> speaking of weird things in the movie, the title cards just kind of like randomly happened or it felt like it to me yeah yeah it was like broken up chapters almost of like yeah yeah yeah, the sphere the whatever the d classification it's like we didn't need we didn't need that (laughs) we don't need this we don't need you know what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) this is purely for the dvd release so you can like go back and be like okay i stopped here because it's got too long so we're at this (sighs) chapter like that's all it was for (laughs) they knew it's gonna be super long. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I put sphere really is just the abyss meets two thousand one a space odyssey meets cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> because it does. It has like the you have the aliens underwater, which is the abyss, and then you've mm-hmm. got the killer computer, which is Dave, or um Hal from um, Hal. Hal from uh, two thousand one mm-hmm. going after Dave and. Then uh, it just, it really fumbles the ending. I, I don't know if that's how the book ends. And I'm all for people adapting things for film and television to be like, you know what, actually, um, I'm going to do something completely different. Because, like, mm-hmm. really, like, if that's how it ends in the book, too, like, ooh, I would want some words with Mr. Crichton. Because that, <laughs> that is so upsetting. I, I do know this I think it does. <laughs> 
oh, in it? like that kind of yeah it does they ponder on it because they cannot like control the power apparently that they were granted mm-hmm. to it and they said it's knowledge is too dangerous to be communicated and they so they like remove it from themselves like to alter their memories um but it's hinted that beth did not like intentionally forget the sphere at the end so like she kept the powers but all the guys like were like we forgot Ugh, go uh, off beth <laughs> <laughs> like good for her good for her like, you men can get rid of this but i'm gonna <laughs> i'm not i feel like that honestly that ending i feel like is much more something that could land in a novel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. arena rather than a film because there's just no there's no good way and we saw it <laughs> we saw the failure of it happening there's no good way to film like we've all decided that actually this knowledge is too much and so we're all just going to magically forget and that's going to like solve everything like that's such a such a philosophical concept and and dealing more with like yeah. ethics than anything it's kind of hard to huh? visually communicate that in a way that isn't like i just watch this sphere <laughs> jump off from the bottom of the ocean and go back into space because everybody on earth forgot about her <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, that's what I'm seeing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's gone. Come back. <laughs> the first time, the I mean, this this is also just, like, 90s graphics, but the first time when Samuel L. Jackson, like, goes, sends into the sphere, the, like, the way that is animated, I had to, like, pause because I was laughing so hard. Oh, it's literally so <laughs> funny. When, like, their little clones pop out of the sphere, yeah, they're being, they- like, <laughs> manufactured. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, coming out of the goop. It's so yeah. good. That shit, I feel like, would be so fun. I I honestly, I can't remember if I saw this in theaters or not. I was 11 when it came out. And at that point, I'd already been seeing PG-13 movies in theaters because my parents did not care. Um, And so I really, (laughs) yeah, I I can't remember if I saw this in theaters or not. But I feel like seeing that scene in particular, like, any time. Like, when they did the same thing with Dustin Hoffman. I think it was even funnier when Dustin Hoffman came out of the sphere because he looked... (laughs) so smooth like he looked, <laughs> he looked like he'd been face apt you know <laughs> he had like a coco montrese like face app treatment with the sphere and uh i feel like seeing that on screen would just be like so so fun but i'm not expecting a fathom event for sphere anytime soon god a tcm classics fathom events <laughs> <laughs> It's Fierce 23rd Amazing. anniversary. We gotta go. We gotta go. I, at one point, Jerry the computer says, do you like it? I can manifest it more for you. <laughs> I, I really oh, like when it's like, what? Where's... I forgot Leif Schreiber's name, but like he's dead. He's like, bring him back. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ted. Oh, yeah, Ted. Yeah. He was Ted, humorous. Ted. Ted was humorous. He's funny. <laughs> Wait, I wrote, okay, men are trash always, Harry lies, and immediately Norman believes him, even though he has been suspicious as fuck. I hate men. I hope they all choke and die. Yeah. 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 Because it was, that was another upsetting part where it was like, Norman was just like, oh yeah, I'm like fully with Harry on this one. As soon as Beth showed any kind of like, you know, kooky, crazy. Yeah. You know, like she, she left... Well, that's the other thing, too, is I feel like in the book, it's made more clear that Beth 
went into the sphere to spite the men. <laughs> Whereas in the in the movie, it's more like she's explaining it as Harry said, hey, I'll watch Norman for you. Why don't you go take care of this? And then she like went to the spaceship and then she comes back and Harry's like, oh, she's like fully crazy. And Norman's like, oh, yeah, you're right, dude. And it's just like, oh, like, like, so I was like, oh, they always come together in the end to be like, yeah, you're right. She is crazy. But again, it was Norman the whole time. Let's make that very obvious. We're going into the sphere to manifest that version. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I will say my favorite moment from Miss Stone is when after they're all having that argument about, like, is Beth lying? Why did Beth go out to the ship? Like, is Harry lying? Is Harry setting Beth up? And then Beth just turns to Dustin Hoffman. She's like, he didn't tell you what was in the sphere. (laughs) Yes. I was like, that's right. He didn't. He didn't tell him what's in the sphere. What's in the sphere, baby? Spill it. What's in the sphere? And then to Dustin be like, did you go in the sphere? And then she's like, ah. like, can't believe you asked. <laughs> it's like, ladies, we've all been in the sphere. <laughs> what were you doing in the sphere? <laughs> <laughs> like that, that one post that's like, that one Tumblr post that's like, um, like, it's funny when, it, like, the Salem Witch Trials, when they'd be like, I saw her at the Devil's Sacrament. Girl, what were you doing at the Devil's yeah. Sacrament? <laughs> saw Goody Proctor with the Devil. Yeah. Girl. I saw Goody Hoffman with the Sphere. Girl, we all went in there. Oh, my God. We literally all went in the Sphere. So let's not. <laughs> but that, I mean, that really is, like, it, it does speak to the ego, especially of white men, to be like, mm-hmm. all of you went in the sphere. I didn't go in the sphere. <laughs> like, why would I go in the sphere? And why would you not believe me? <laughs> and it's like, if we all can't remember going in the sphere, then girl, come on. You probably went in the sphere. Just accept the sphere into your life <laughs> and start manifesting. <laughs> Like, Ooh, I have no- done nothing wrong ever. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. One scene that I really loved because it reminded me of a vine and I started cracking up <laughs> is I can't remember the exact context. I think it's when Harry or when Norman is talking to Jerry about the book. Um, but there's like these a series of flat, like fast cuts where Norman is like, why, why, why? <laughs> Why? And it reminded me of that vine of that preacher being like, why? Oh, why? Yeah. Why? 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 <laughs> but it, it had like weird fast cuts. And I was like, why? Like of all, like I didn't understand that choice to be like multiple angles of Dustin Hoffman saying why. I don't know. I guess it's like to build up sort of the paranoia of it, but it came off so comedic because it's such a silly <laughs> movie, you know? <laughs> I can't I don't even remember the context for this but just immediate comeuppance for Norman we love to see it and then in all caps believe women believe women (laughs) believe women why can't we believe Beth God so what I feel like unless anyone has something more to add 
Uh, my big question for this, Crystal, you gave me the idea, is what would you manifest with the sphere <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah. control it? Uh, I mean, I'd like to think I would be, like, you know, it's, like, so easy to be, like, I would manifest world peace. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, why can't we all just get along? But I... I would manifest, like, one, I would manifest a better version of Sphere. <laughs> God! <laughs> Love it. That was the right answer. Correct. Um, and I would probably also manifest, um, gosh, it's funny because I totally, I, like, prompted, I was like, what would you manifest? And then didn't even think about it for myself besides Oh, I, I haven't thought about it either. I think I screwed yeah. all of us over. It doesn't have to be deep. <laughs> Um, I think I would manifest, um, actually, <laughs> okay, I, I truly consider myself, like, a chaos agent. Like, I've realized playing du- Dungeons and Dragons, like, I truly am always the one to, like, throw a, uh, uh, like, a chaotic wrench in the game, and then everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I recently saw on... Instagram, my problematic, irredeemable queen, Azalea Banks, posting all of her, like, what I would do if I were president. And I was like, honestly, a lot of this sounds good. So I would manifest Azalea Banks' presidency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. Listen, if we had to deal with Donald Trump for four years, I feel like conservative America can deal with Azalea Banks for four years. Like, that's it's retribution, you guys. <laughs> oh, what about you? Any idea? <laughs> oh, God. I'd probably, just all the stupid shit. I'd probably manifest Z's dream as real, like, all the way down to the exact detail where I survive. I try to feed, like, snakes with my own hands. And you guys keep telling me not to. <laughs> like, I'm gonna feed feed these stupid snakes with. <laughs> what? And well, you can't you're stop ma- me. You're gonna manifest snakes that you can feed with your hands. <laughs> it was Z's dream. Remember when they sent us oh! that thing? And <laughs> it was like you guys kept telling me not to feed those snakes or whatever with my hands, and I just kept trying. And I was like, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> just because I think that'd be funny. Um, <laughs> I would manifest. I'm call, I'm calling it back to Gotham, a better version of Gotham where I get to control everything and Robin Lord Taylor wins an Emmy for it. That's what mm. I'm manifesting. Yes! Because yes! you want to talk about camp. You want to talk yeah. about okay. that man. Understood. That man. Oh my God. I love <laughs> Honestly, something I think about all the time now is when you reblogged the gift set from the OC. Um, <laughs> You know what I like about rich kids? Punch. Nothing. And you tagged it lesbian history. And I like yes. I literally think about that like all the time now. Because I'm like, what's not clicking about yes. Mackenzie? Literally. In the other literally, 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 literally. You, I'm I'm right. No no one can boo me. <laughs> I can't believe oh no one has asked me to elaborate on any of the men I've called a lesbian. No one's like, wait, what are you? Ta- what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, like, no one cares what I post on Tumblr. No one. Uh, I mean, it's because you have vision and perception, and it can't be argued with. You know, 
William Zabka as a lesbian, oh, like yes. obviously. Yes. And they're also, there are certain men where I'll look at them and I'm like, wow, like so cool that this cis man is actually a trans man. Like I was watching, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the new, uh, you know me, I'm an HBO ho, an HB ho, as they mm-hmm. say, and I will watch anything that premieres on HBO just to see how it, it you know, floats. And so I watch White Lotus and then Mike White, they, he does like a debrief at the end of the episode, like, let's talk to the people involved. And he, <laughs> they, they have his voice first before actually showing him. And so I didn't realize it was Mike White talking because I was like, who's that trans man that's talking? <laughs> and then they showed him and I was like, whoa, like Mike White's trans. Like I had no idea. <laughs> oh my God. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I feel like any like tiny little man is reclaimed by trans men, right? Is, is that yeah, how it works? for sure. I know sure. they all love Herbert West. I, that's one thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? Herbert. Herbert Wait. from Re- sorry from Reanimator. Oh, from Reanimator. That's right. Yeah, that is huge in trans mask circles. Mm-hmm. On the internet, at least. They love him. Yeah. yeah. On the outside world, I have that. Who knows? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what that could be to Just like your random, like, trans guy on the outside. He's <laughs> like, what? Who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like all the Culkins are trans to me. Elijah Wood, obviously, is trans. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman is another one. I'm like, he's one of us. <laughs> Love it. Um, so sorry, back to Sphere. Yeah, back um, to Sphere. Sorry. Elle, you found some stories about like some creepy shit happening underwater because no one should ever go yes. underwater because it's bad. Um, Absolutely. That's what I kept thinking during Sphere. I'm just like, you don't need to be here. Well, that's why I made it available for you to, uh, for free, because, listen, uh, the government don't come after me, but I did not pay for this movie, and I'm not making anybody else pay for it. I procured it <laughs> in a fashion that maybe one would associate with swashbucklers, let's say, <laughs> and then put it in a an area, a drive, so to speak, that maybe others could access, because I'm not forcing anybody to pay to watch sphere at this point it was on tubi for a hot second and i actually when it was on tubi i was like oh shit i'm gonna rewatch sphere and i fell asleep within 20 minutes <laughs> i was like oh well later date like because i knew that we were scheduling this later than uh when i first proposed it so i was like i got time to watch sphere and then by the time yeah. i was ready i was like it's not on tubi no more <laughs> like this is a crime this is transphobic crime against me specifically <laughs> He's like, we're about to commit a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> take Sphere down. Take, take, let's, let's take Sphere down Pride, now. Pride Month is over. It's like the corporation's taking down their Pride Month stuff, and it's Tubi taking down Sphere yeah. after June. Those fucks. Truly, truly, truly. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, this is, like, creepy stuff that divers shared on reddit uh the things they have found underwater oh, shit um 
my the top one is like my favorite one because of course this sounds like something you'd find in like a horror movie so this guy his name is count dynamo nice uh this the strangest thing he ever saw was a large deep freezer with a heavy industrial chain wrapped around it multiple times with about five cinder blocks attached it was very rusted and the deep freezer itself had to have been at least 30 plus years old it was about like 90 feet uh deep just off vancouver island canada uh it gave him and the other divers he was with just like creeps out and so they logged where it was the depth coordinates and then they notified the police uh and then one of the divers was friends with the police there and they found out that there were 10 porcelain dolls on the inside of the freezer what (laughs) that is so weird because at first i was like i didn't know like canada had a huge italian population (laughs) because my first yeah, instinct like the body, was right? like, hey, oh, just uh, throw it in the fucking bay, you know? <laughs> you get the cinder blocks, like, just toss it in there. We got to get rid of this. Oi, you know? <laughs> Mod on. <laughs> but 10 porcelain dolls, that's that's scarier than if they found, you would, you'd think you would yeah. find, like, like, hey, oh, it's Joey the Bags under the water. Like, you know? <laughs> Not Joey the Bags. Oh, not Joey the Bags. <laughs> Joey's mom is, oh, no, no, my Joey. But, <laughs> but porcelain dolls, that's like serial killer shit. That's like ice truck killer from Dexter shit. Maybe it was like someone trying to get rid of a curse. Like the dolls Maybe. were cursed. They're like, like, I'm going to this. Haunted dolls are huge on eBay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Haunted I used objects to look in them a bam, bam, I know. <laughs> <laughs> On the doll watch. Uh, my friend actually got me a haunted coin off eBay. I don't know where it went. It didn't oh. do anything. I was like, there's no... Damn. There's, I'm getting no vibes from this. Not feeling any presences. Nothing Catholic. No dibics. So, you know, they're just... <laughs> I was like, this This secular coin is not haunted. <laughs> Damn. But we tried. <laughs> so then another uh, user called Camberto5... Uh, he had a dive master that told him that once he was diving somewhere and found a full skeleton wearing diving gear with the air on the tank turned off really deep down in the water. Uh, he says if he remembers correctly, they said that they reported it to the police and found out it was the man's wife who turned off his air while he, they were on a dive to murder him. <gasps> oh, go off, oh, queen. Oh. Okay, he probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> What I can't abide. I can't abide by violence and killing people, but sometimes, you know, that is awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, she probably thought she got away with it for so long too. Because if he was a, oh, if he was fully a skeleton at that point, did they, wait? So like yeah, they yeah. caught her after? Apparently, yeah. Because they found out who did it. Okay. I would watch that movie honestly. That's like a Ooh, that's yeah. like a Dolores Claiborne with like divers kind of thing. God. catch up with her in like 30 years and she's like waiting for the cough she's like smoking a cigarette and she's like oh, they finally come to get me like they finally hear the sirens like they oh found him God. okay kathy bates has to play yes please please yes. please Ugh. kathy bates scuba diver murder movie let's do it yes oh my god uh then there was king nightmare 47 
Uh, he said, I do not dive often, but I had gone to a lake with a couple of friends and we were all diving in different parts of the lake to look for others' lost belongings. I was bringing up an ammo box I had found and I looked over to a group of my friends at the dock and one was holding what looked like a small cloth bag, so I didn't really walk over there to check it out, just didn't bother with it. And it turns out it was a bag full of small urns with the same name on it. It really spooked us out, so we figured whoever put it there wants it there, so we put them back and left almost immediately afterwards. That's what, what I was doing frequently. That, yeah. yeah, putting it back, that's a good idea. That's, you don't fuck with urns that all have the same name on them. That's so weird. Oof. <sighs> the name was Jerry. And- no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my name is Jerry. And there was an anonymous user that said, when I was a kid swimming in the lake at summer camp, I dove underwater and I swear I saw someone in scuba gear hiding underneath the dock watching us. I told the lifeguard, but he was not able to find anybody. Ooh. That sounds like an urban legend. Yeah, that's like a R.L. Stein tween (laughs) book. That's a Fear Street right there. (laughs) (laughs) Part four. Let's go. I, honestly, I well, I think the ocean is super duper scary. That's why I love yeah. aquatic horror movies. Um, I think the abyss is like just as silly in terms of the ending. Like it also you like, it's like the alien flies away, like very much like the <laughs> the sphere. Like like I think abyss is it was a much more uh, well received film in terms of like box office, but even critically, like there were people who were like, this is kind of dumb. And I always was in the camp of, like, I actually really enjoy Abyss, even though, like, apparently it was a nightmare set to work on because, the, you know, James Cameron was like, let's kill Ed Harris today for real. <laughs> <laughs> just in a silly, goofy mood. Yeah, just he's like, I'm straight up going to murder my actors today. Um, <laughs> Male directors are just like that. They really are. Like, it's really, it, it's so, they shouldn't, men should not make, they should be banned no. from making movies for a while. Like, the, it's over. Like, gentlemen, you've had your time. <laughs> it's time for the girls yeah. to take over because clearly, I mean, like, Ed Harris was like, he, he was fucking, he was like traumatized after that movie because, like, he straight up literally oh. almost drowned because James Cameron was like, we got to get the shot or whatever. And it's like, did you, did you have to get the shot? Because Abyss wasn't even like a, a masterpiece, like we all thought. And, and there was, once Abyss got greenlit, there was like a, all of a sudden, a race to see who could finish their movie first, because I believe there were two other movies that were greenlit right after Abyss of aquatic horror, and I, I'm blanking on the names right now, but it's like, whoever gets their like spooky <laughs> ocean movie to the screen first is going to win and going to have the best movie, and so then I feel like that made the quality of Abyss worse, because then it was like this race to try to get to the finish line to have the first aquatic, the big aquatic horror movie on screen. And James Cameron just had so many like big aspirations uh, that didn't pan out, especially cause like CGI was kind of new at the time. And so there was like a lot of stuff in post that just like looked bad. And there was actually two releases of abyss because of shit like that. So, you know, I feel like aquatic horror in general, just kind of like all over the place, <laughs> like, yeah. Even even like newer movies, uh, like Underwater, that Kristen Stewart movie, I really enjoyed that, but it's a really surface level. There's not a lot of yeah. depth to it, but it's still a yeah. really entertaining movie. And I feel like it I feel for some reason aquatic horror 
in general is one where it's really hard to find that balance of like because it's usually there's like science involved or because why else would you be at the bottom of the ocean you know (laughs) and so but you know you also want to have like human relationships and you want to you want to kind of explore how being underwater like that with not just the pressure the literal physical pressure of the ocean but also being in a tiny confined space with a bunch of people is it always creates really interesting dynamics and I feel like uh, in this genre it's so hard to strike that balance of like the human aspect the science the spook the you know and the action because it's if it's a movie, you've got then you end up with two hours and fourteen minutes of like what <laughs> you know. So I don't know. I feel like yeah. the genre itself is just really difficult to make like a really just like good ass movie because I know plenty yeah. of people who don't like Abyss at all and think it's like hokey, cheesy shit. And I remember it very fondly from childhood. So I I don't know, but the I, I the ocean is so scary. It's actually scarier to me than outer space and i love like outer space horror movies oh love that shit but i think the ocean is like so much scarier lakes actually freak me out more than anything i will say i do not put me in a lake (laughs) okay no i'll be i'll go on a boat uh, on a lake and like drink some beer but i won't go (laughs) swimming in the lake because there's shit the net oh like the bottom Mm. of lakes (laughs) nasty (laughs) Is there... Oh, there was one more that I had. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, there was, back in 2013, there was a deep sea train graveyard found in New Jersey. They were lost in the 1850s. Um, they were believed that they were lost either in a storm that was five miles off the coast of Long Branch, New Jersey, as they were being transported from Boston to the Mid-Atlantic. And they're surprisingly well-preserved. There are actual pictures that I will definitely... Uh, put up on twitter because uh they think that they were either they either fell off of the barge um or were deliberately pushed off to prevent the ship from going down in rough seas and there's like 160 years worth of rust uh on them and there's like coral and stuff covering them but like these are like the two like locomotive train fronts like two of those in the ocean and they only just found them what eight years ago that's so (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like no thanks. <laughs> That's where we're gonna find it's the like... sphere. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a sphere in those trains for sure. But it, it's hiding. But when you, you step into it, you manifest like, <laughs> like stuff just specific to New Jersey. Like everything you manifest only happens in New Jersey. <laughs> oh my god! I'm manifesting the destruction of every Wawa in New Jersey, <laughs> so they can shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Manifesting sales tax in New Jersey. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <sighs> I wish I could go in this sphere. I would 100% go in, like, the second I saw it. I'd be like, oh, damn straight. Hell yeah. Well, let's go. But also, I, my the, another reason I just love how stupid the ending is, is, like, I love the idea of, like, Let's just all forget this whole thing ever happened. <laughs> like, mood. and then it works. <laughs> that's the thing is, it works. It's like, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna forget all my trauma and just move on with my life. Like, oh, who needs damn. therapy when you can just forget? 
like, why didn't I think of that? Well, why didn't I think of just damn. forgetting everything? Yeah, no struggle or conflict or anything with this massive power. Just, just forget it. Yeah, just forget. Forget. It's that simple. All you have to do is forget, and then you get to go home. That's it. Oh, cool. Maybe they were li- yeah. like, by the time they got to the ending, where they just like, we are at two hours and fifteen minutes. Just wrap it up, like. Let's go. Uh, well, they actually, there was a lot of, um, uh, they had to stop production for a bit. I can't remember why. I was reading about it on Wikipedia. And uh, and then in the interim, Barry Levinson went and made Wag the Dog with Dustin Hoffman. D- and then came back and finished Sphere. <laughs> and you can tell. <laughs> So, I mean, I really, I honestly, I think most of just the problems lie with the script. I think that's just where it was, like, doomed from the get-go. Because I think Barry Levinson does a good job. I think, like, it's interesting to look at. Um, I know that in the book, the sphere is more of, like, a silvery chrome kind of thing. And then when they actually Mm -hmm. tried to film it that way, it was reflecting more black than anything. So they decided to change it to sort of a champagne color, which I think looked really good on screen and I think you know he's a proficient filmmaker and it's all done well technically um and I think you know for a 90s sci-fi movie underwater like they do a lot of like good technical stuff it's just the script is is bad it's just a bad script because it's a hard book to adapt it's just really that's a tough Michael Crichton book to adapt mm-hmm. and when the studio system is kind of thinking like any Michael Crichton book at this point is going to be a money maker because look at Jurassic Park and the Lost World like the Jurassic Park sequels like made a bunch of money too mm-hmm. you know so like they were looking at it definitely from like this financial aspect of like Crichton makes money honey and then <laughs> because the script was bad and even if you get a bunch of A-listers and you get a director who's a proficient technician it doesn't matter because it's just like, ugh, like you just beefed it on the script, you guys. You just beefed it, <laughs> you know. And that, and my love for the whole concept and the idea of the, of the story, I just, I find it so interesting and fun to think about, and all the morals and ethics and the way humans interact with each other, and you know how fear and paranoia makes us, um, you know, turn into our worst selves. I think all mm-hmm. of that stuff is so interesting, and then. Because it's just such a like epic failure. <laughs> it makes me so sad. But it's also funny to me. It's just funny to me because I'm like, yes, like let's stand in a circle, let's hold hands, let's all concentrate on forgetting about this shit and just move on. See you never. <laughs> like to me, that's just I just love it. I just love that concept. Like, fuck it. Forget it manifest forgetting let's get out of here like it's over <laughs> Honestly, doing that yeah. with my childhood you know <laughs> yeah. that's the this is queer coded because it's just everyone forgetting their trauma yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well yeah let's actually let's dive in let's dive into that um uh, sea diving joke i don't know um the third portion of this is like any if there's any queerness or gayness to this movie i don't know if you have you know this crystal better than i do this movie so did you yeah i mean it's definitely it's 
definitely not one of the movies where I'm like, oh, I can see a bunch of queer subtext in this. I'm like, yeah. the queerest thing about it is Sharon Stone's haircut. But like, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it does, I think it does bring up a lot of things about gender, which isn't inherently queer, but that, but we're always talking about gender dynamics in this community, yeah. girl. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it definitely brings up that stuff. Um, other than like I said earlier of like why is you like why are you as a man manifesting phallic animals to attack you that to me I'm like <laughs> Harry's just rest or uh, Norman's just wrestling with something <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I don't I could see you know potential in like a N- Norman Harry dynamic I was like I could see these two crazy kids get together in the end <laughs> two queens <laughs> these two queens two queens stand before me <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's funny because when I reread the email of like what we talk about when it got to the like, and then we talk about if there's any like queer stuff, I'm like, oh no, this is a heterosexual (laughs) film. (laughs) But sometimes you got to rub your gay hands all over something that's so straight and be like, I'm taking this for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, I think queer people are very, aware of like when a straight white man is like I'm just gonna project all of this shit that's wrong with me onto everybody else (laughs) around me and then pretend like they're the problem and I'm not (laughs) and so that stuff I'm like okay I can see why somebody such as myself would find this stuff interesting because it is fun to talk about to be like look at this dumbass guy being like everybody (laughs) else is the problem except for me I'm perfect and I'm like who are you my dad get out of here Yeah, definitely. No, I like well, that. Well, and the presence well, of Queen Latifah, obviously. Just absolutely. Queen Latifah yeah. being there. Just yes. for her brief, I, I mean, RIP, obviously, it's like, ugh, the survival rates for a black woman in a 90s horror movie, not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was like, ugh, maybe I should be like, guys, don't get too attached to Queen Latifah. <laughs> I was at the second she appeared, I was attached. I'm like, Queen Latifah. Yeah, so that's yeah. my problem. That's, I mean, that is such a glaring, like, you know, misogynoir thing that happened mm-hmm. and is, is definitely prevalent in the 90s. There's all, you know, not another teen movie has all the joke about, like, the token black guy and the teen comedies. And it's like, yep, like, if you're watching a 90s movie and people are dying and anyone in it is a black woman or black in general, but definitely a black mm-hmm. woman, like, She's not going to be, don't get too attached because they're going to pull some bullshit and you're going to be mad about it. <laughs> so, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's, it's like, again, Goldie Hawn in First Wives Clubs. It's the 90s. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> like, what did you expect? You know, it's like, ugh, here we go. So, but hey, Samuel L. Jackson gets out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that at least. Can't kill Sam Jack on this one. <laughs> Can't, no, the, the shark will get him a year later. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and interesting, it's fun that Samuel Jackson was also in Jurassic Park. Yeah. And he yeah. was like kind of, he was in a movie that like sparked this whole, let's make, let's fund as many Michael Crichton movies as possible. So interesting little. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's just powerful. He's... He, he is powerful. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and I love him in Jurassic Park. I will say Jurassic mm-hmm. Park is like dead ass one of my favorite movies of all time, period. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I saw it in theaters when I was six, which do not recommend bringing children to that movie. I don't know what my dad was thinking. <laughs> Let's bring my two autistic children to, <laughs> to this loud, di- scary dinosaur <laughs> to this movie. scary dinosaur oh, movie. Terrifying. I was like afraid, legit afraid of velociraptors for like a very long time. But like the power of Jurassic Park when it came out and how it kind of. I mean, it was it was such a moment. Like that was such a huge part of my childhood. So I think also there is a nostalgia aspect of sphere of like where I'm like, oh, like I just ugh, the nostalgia of like this was something that made me because you know when you are when you're a kid, your movie tastes like there's no discernment. <laughs> you like yeah. I there were times when I was like nine and going to Blockbuster and renting some like it hot. Hi, amazing. And then Jury yes. Duty starring Polly Shore. <laughs> so, like, those were my two. I remember specifically going to Blockbuster and the guy checking me out being like, what? Like, <laughs> Jury <laughs> Duty and Sound Like It Hot. Okay. So, you know, when there are plenty of movies from my childhood where I watch it again and I'm like, oh, this was a shitty movie the whole time. Mm-hmm. But there's something about it that it's just, it's like getting on a you know, like a shitty ride at the carnival where it's like, you know, it's going to suck ass, but like, at least it's like, you're still having a good time, you know? And you're going to share it with others as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. That's why you yes. jumped at this opportunity. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we're watching yeah. Sphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No well, listen, you're yeah. lucky I didn't choose Mother because. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I think Darren Aronofsky should go to jail for making that movie. But also when it was over, I was like, Same. okay, that was a serve though. <laughs> That, I still haven't seen it, and I'm like, it's so, so polarizing what the way people talk about it. Yeah. And, but I, I gave I'm, it, I'm sure I, I would hate it. Yeah. No, I, I just, I put it off for a very long time, and I just watched it, like, last week. And while I was watching it, I was like, oh, this movie sucks, but I'm loving it. <laughs> would you have picked it if I had asked you just, like, last week, like, what do you want to do? I think I still overall, I would have been very tempted to be like, oh, I'm going to be like, uh, it goes be like choosing sphere. I feel like is like chaotic neutral to be like, <laughs> I'm going to force people to watch sphere. Yeah, forcing you guys to watch mother would be chaotic evil at this point. Like it would be, <laughs> it's literally, it's so, and my, and my letterbox review for it was like Darren Aronofsky makes, a you know incomprehensible like ridiculous messy woman hating horror film his gaze honestly work because like really I was like there were things where I was watching where I was like oh you hate women so much but then by the end of it I was like oh but I can't help but stand this movie oh my god <laughs> yeah I'm a I'm a and I can't in good Swan. yeah and um, I can't in good conscience like recommend it to people you know yeah. <laughs> like I feel like that would be Oh, like I just can't do that to anyone. <laughs> but it's I, oh, it's a serve. But he should be in prison. You know, like he, <laughs> <laughs> you're real. going to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there were things where I was like, I can't believe I was forced to see this <laughs> by my own free will. <laughs> well, is there anything you'd watched that recently and would not recommend it? Is there anything as part of the wind down that you would recommend that you've seen recently? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make a case right now for another bad movie. Okay, of course. (laughs) What was I expecting? I know. It's, I I feel like it's my duty. I, I, okay. Part of the reason why I think it was so poorly received was because the marketing was really bad. 
and there's no really good way to market this movie, but like Vox Lux, I think is like such a fun, (laughs) I think it is so fun to watch. It is so fun to watch Natalie and Jude Law be completely unhinged. And the thing is, is I tried watching it a while ago and because the trailer made it seem like it was kind of like this, I don't know, kind of like tortured Lady Gaga kind of thing. And it also came out the same year as A Star is Born. And it's, it mm-hmm. got kind of pitted against that as like the anti-Star is Born. And then you had like annoying Twitter gays being like, the music and um, Vox Lux is way better than A Star is Born. And I'm like, no, honey, it's not. This is like some of Sia's worst music. <laughs> and that's what makes it like funny. <laughs> you know, it's because the music is so bad. <laughs> but the <laughs> there's like a great... Uh, um, concert sequence at the end where I'm like Natalie Portman has the range to do a two hour stadium movie I or two hour stadium concert I think she's one of our best actresses and she takes risks and does really shitty movies but I'd rather her do like fucked up bad shitty movies like Goya's Ghost and like take the risk you know and so I'm like I appreciate the risk that she took in Vox Lux because she's so dedicated but it's, like, such a messy, stupid movie, and the music is bad. But it's, like, it's a fun watch, especially <laughs> if you're gay. I just feel like queer people, like, you just see it, and you're like, yeah, this is hot garbage, but, like, work, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, because I, like, I'm definitely intrigued by it, but I know that the, like, how heavy is the subject matter? Because, like, her career starts because of, like, a school shooting, right? Yes. that And that's why I think the marketing really failed because I there's I don't think there's any good way to market, like, hey, this movie deals quite a bit with a school shooting and, like, gun violence and the trauma that... It, mm-hmm. And then the way that we kind of capitalize on people's trauma. Um, uh, and, you know, within the first ten minutes, maybe even five minutes, like, it's, like, very beginning of the movie, there's, like a pretty like upsetting school shooting and that's why I was like whoa I was not expecting this at all it did not put me in a place to be able to receive the film that it actually was and I was with somebody else and she was like this is not working for me like let's just turn it off and I was like okay and then I'll never think about it again and then a previous guest of this show Sydney uh was texting me because I had posted something I like posted a Natalie Portman (laughs) picture (laughs) from that movie and I was like me (laughs) contemplating choosing violence and uh and she texted me being like listen I like Vox Lux and you should give it another shot and I was like honestly Sydney's like one of the smartest people I know and she's so smart about movies and uh our tastes tend to line up um although I do love when we disagree about certain things like (laughs) I love disagreeing with Sydney on things because then we have heated debates but um but I was like okay I'll give it another shot like if it has a Sydney stamp of approval then maybe I was being a little unforgiving uh of the fact that the trailer made it seem like a completely different movie than what it is (laughs) so Jennifer's body (laughs) yeah yeah and and I think it has I think Vox Lux has like an F on like the Metacritic score whatever that thing that kind of (laughs) like like, yeah yeah something it might it's either that or Annihilation one of the two Natalie Portman movies that I feel like were marketed not very well and then because of the poor marketing it it influenced the way critics and audiences received the film so um that is that's that's what that's all I'll have to say um and then I mean TV shows I will say I'm very excited that Real Housewives of Potomac is back I think it's like the saving grace (laughs) of the Housewives franchises right now like nobody's doing it like her so (laughs) 
Yep. And uh, I'm I'm still enjoying Kevin Can Fuck Himself. I think that's a fun show to be watching as well. Um, We'll see how it. I'm like kind of like, huh, like I've only seen the first two episodes, so don't. Uh, yeah, no watch. spoilers. Okay. I think yeah. I've seen AMC Plus. I know releases an episode like that's not oh. airing that week. Like it's the yeah, next week's week episode. Early. Yeah. So uh, however many episodes are out right now, I've seen that plus the next week's episode because I once again. Sail the high yo seas ho. of sorry, yo ho yo ho. <laughs> That's how I watch a lot of my media these days because I'm now that everything is turning into apps and all the different streaming services. I'm not. I'm like I can't pay for this anymore. <laughs> I'm not paying like the Loki. Loki. I don't pay for that. I'm not paying for Marvel content in 2021. But I do want to watch it because I'm very interested. Oh, how far in are seeing, you? Uh, uh. uh I guess I'm caught up because it comes out on okay. Wednesdays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all caught up. So cool. I'm also manifesting a Lokius kiss after getting in the sphere because come on. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I do think it's funny that like the terminally online teenagers are calling Loki like queer baiting, even though he's now like canonically bisexual. He's I'm literally. Like, that's, that's not how queer baiting works. Not, that's honey. not how queer baiting <laughs> That word gets so overused. I've seen yes. people use queer baiting on real life queer people. <laughs> yeah, the outside. The two, the two. I'm pointing to Gotham again. The two yeah. queer actors on that show were being accused of queer baiting, and it's like, do you think they control what their characters do? Like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I honestly I love when people. I I wasn't even like in the industry, so to speak. I was a working drag queen in Los Angeles, so I was like industry mm-hmm. adjacent. And I did fuck a couple, like, low ladder scrubs in the industry, you know? So, like, (laughs) I know some things, and I think it's just always really funny when, like, people who have no idea how L.A. or the industry works at Mm -hmm. all are like, why can't they just do it this way? Or, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you guys not? (laughs) (laughs) I made some joke about coke on the internet one time and somebody was like what is this the 70s like who does cocaine anymore i'm like literally everybody (laughs) who works on a television or film set in los angeles literally the entire all of los angeles is run on cocaine are you kidding me what do you what do you mean is it the 70s the only reason you're watching tv right now is because of cocaine (laughs) built this city on cocaine literally literally (laughs) How do you, I mean, how do you think, like, PAs are working 14-hour shifts, you know, or boom mic guys, you know, best boys, all of the crew, all the people. I used to do taxes in Los Angeles, so I know where all the bodies are hidden. Oh, my God. I, I literally, I know so many people who worked on, who were, like, set guys, and, and I, I did taxes for them, and, like, yeah, the stories that I would hear. Is this episode going to be used as evidence later on or something? I'm worried now. We're going to get John Mulaney for some of the guys who smart <laughs> Is that funny to you? I don't think any of this can be used in a... This is all hearsay. <laughs> just a goof. The boom mic guy is just standing there dissociating <laughs> while on cocaine. God. You know, it's just... It's, it's... It's all, it's everywhere, so be careful. (laughs) (laughs) 
kids watch. Kids watch out. Well, uh, when the don't when, do drugs. I mean, when the LGBT Pride Center in Los Angeles is giving out fentanyl testing strips, then I think we all know what's going on in Los Angeles. Damn. <laughs> because wild. So yeah. So Vox Lux is what you recommend. Anyways, <laughs> Stan Vox Lux. Stan Vox Lux. You mentioned the Loki show, which I I don't yeah. I think I had just started it the last month, but I I'm literally like an insane person now, and anyone that's in my vicinity unfortunately knows it. Yeah, I'm living vicariously through you and Dennis on the reblogs because I'm like I can't in good conscience let people know that I'm watching this show. <laughs> I feel so bad because Dennis did not know about this show until I told him about it. Rip Dennis. I'm, like, what have I, I'm just, what have I done? What have uh, you done? Oops. Oops. Also, uh, I watched the first two Fear Street movies so far, and they're both, Ooh. like, fine, but I'm allowing it because just the fact that, like, uh, like a woman got to make a horror trilogy that's on netflix like that's that accessible i'm just like yeah she's allowed to just make a mediocre horror trilogy she's allowed that's that's how i feel about vina sued who wrote the killing on amc and then wrote another movie called the lie i want to say or something like that or i can't remember what it's called it's literally so mediocre but i'm like vina sued (laughs) is allowed to do whatever she wanted if David Fincher had made the exact same movie that she made. People would be like, "Oh my god, it's a masterpiece!" But because it's Vina, oh, hold on, I'm looking this well, up. Well, yeah, on. find out, find, look up the movie because I want to know if I've heard of it or not. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. the one thing I'll recommend is Werewolves Within, which just came out, Ooh. and is really it's really fun. Like this small town up in the like the mountains, or I don't know where it's at. But this he's this uh, Sam Richardson is this new like. He's not like a park ranger, but he's like the ranger kind of like overseeing the town and there's a werewolf and they're all like trapped in an inn. Uh, but I, I heard of it because Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows uh, <gasps> and, and uh, Cheyenne Jackson are a couple in it. And I'm like, well, sold. I'm, oh! I, will watch, I will watch the shit out of it. Nice. And it was, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, the movie is called The Lie. It came out in 2018. Oh. It's in, it's incredibly <laughs> mediocre. Like I was like, okay, this is a movie. But you know, like, <laughs> she is allowed. But she's oh, allowed. Joe, Joey literally. King's in it. We're good. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's and it's a it's it's Muriel Enos and Peter Sarsgaard reunited. I like because I think that uh, season three of The Killing is like so good, um, and you know the whole show is a mess. But I'm like, let Vina do whatever she wants. Honestly, like <laughs> women are allowed and should be able to make yeah. like mediocre problematic messy shit <laughs> and have people yeah. stand the fuck out of it like do yeah. it <laughs> believe women <laughs> believe believe women in their media <laughs> yes <laughs> um l do you have anything to <laughs> hey they keep letting michael bay make movies so i think women should be allowed to do whatever they want literally the <laughs> boys is a show on amazon that got nominated for an emmy women can do whatever they want at this point <laughs> so like I, I watched some movies, uh, a few movies. Um, I saw, I finally saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for the first time because I'd never seen that before, and it was, like, on my list, so I was just like, all right, let's just watch this, let's go. Um, it was fun. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Keanu Reeves is a mood in the whole movie. He's another lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Keanu's yeah. a lesbian, <laughs> Correct. for sure. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then I watched Housebound. Um, oh, yeah. Because that had been on my watch list forever, and then I managed to, like, just come across it on, like, one of the streaming apps that I had. Um, and I, it was fun. I liked it. It was interesting. It was strange. Um, but I liked the visuals in it. I liked the story of it. Um, so I, I think it's a good time. I would recommend watching it. Um, yeah, for... For the record, it's like this New Zealand horror comedy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, love um, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this girl, she's like, basically, she's caught trying to, like, steal something from, like, trying to steal, like, an ATM or stuff from the ATM, like, with her guy, and then she's, like, sentenced to uh, house arrest, and weird shit starts happening, so. Um, okay. And then like, I, I watched. I can't leave my, can't leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> What am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, I like it because she just starts, she, like, her reaction in that is, like, how I feel like I would be, where she just starts, like, yelling at the, I was like, what the fuck, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm like, what a mood, yeah. Love so. that. Same. Um, and then I think the last movie I watched was Phantasm uh, from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie, ain't it? Um, oh, I also, I finally watched um, To Die For. That was on my list for ooh. a really long time with Nicole Kidman. And I'm like, ugh, yes, this is like, Serve. she yes. serves, she serves. Ugh. It's such a classic Nicole Kidman ugh, moment. So I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm finally like rectifying things by watching the old tones. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen her in The Others? I the, love the others. That's, yes, uh, that movie fucking rocks. The others love it. kicks ass. I <laughs> believe I saw that in theaters when I was a kid, and I was like, oh hell yeah! I think uh, I, I must have been like in high school at that point, and yeah, that that's a classic. I love that movie. She's so good in it. Nice. <laughs> yes. So uh, other than that, um, I I don't know if I'd recommend Phantasm. I just kind of watched it because I had nothing else to go on at the moment. Um, and then I just, it just showed up and I was like, oh, screw it. Let's watch this. Um, but hey, if if you ever just want to kill some time, I guess you could just always watch it. Um, and then or I... watch Sphere. <laughs> watch Sphere, yeah. You might have more fun. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I finished reading uh, The Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher. Yes. Um, and it, it ends on such a good note that... I was like, yes, I, I love this quote. Um, <clears throat> so I started reading uh, Michelle McNamara's I'll Be Gone in the Dark um, that talks about how she got started into true crime and then started going, you know, searching for stuff about the Golden State Killer, which is, the, which is a term that she coined. Um, before that, he was just like a whole bunch of different others before they officially started connecting that it was all the same guy. Um I think this book was released, like, two months before they officially caught him. So, like, it's it's not, like, up, up to date as, like, oh, there's actually an ending to this. But there is, like, yeah. they've gotten close um, in terms of, like, clues and leads and stuff like that. So I've been reading that as of late. Um but other than that, not much else. I, I work, like, five days a week, so I'm just, like, I come home and I'm just, like, I'm just going to veg on my couch as long as I need to. Yeah, valid. <laughs> it's valid. 
I, I remember it was hell working at a bookstore when they caught the guy and everyone wanted the book. And it's oh. like, we, we had, like, two copies. <laughs> God. <sighs> now you care. Yeah. No. Well, good shit. Any last thoughts on Sphere from anyone? <laughs> uh, let me see. Um, <laughs> we've, we've said a lot about it. Yeah, we have yeah. said a lot. <laughs> so my notes are really... Beth, you went into the sphere, didn't you? Girl, you went in the sphere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I will say one funny thing okay. that made no sense to me that I had to take a note on because I was literally like, what? Is when um, Norman manifests the snakes and then Beth comes in and like picks them up out of the water and is like, um, Norman, these are like these kinds of snakes and they're only, da- they're nocturnal. So they're only dangerous at night. And I'm like, how do you know what time of day it is at the bottom of the ocean, girl? How, what do you mean? These are nocturnal snakes. And how do you know it's not nighttime right now? How do the snakes know at the bottom of the ocean, what time of day it is and whether or not to attack this man? <laughs> like that's, so I think there's a lot of, with the script, like you, you just kind of accept it, but then, <laughs> yeah. If you've seen it as many times as I have and really start, like, taking apart what they're saying, you're like, what? Like, none of this makes sense on a scientific level, a human level. Like, any, like, the script just doesn't work. And honestly, it's beautiful. Love that. I love how calm she was during that, too. She's just, like, looking at him like, really, dude? Are you really freaking out about this right now? Well, and also I thought about that internet meme that was going around of the guy who was being being like, snakes started manifesting in my house physically. (laughs) Snakes are manifesting in my sphere. (laughs) You could use that in a, like, sphere out of context stuff. Right? Yeah. If if sphere had a cult classic status and I I made, like, a Tumblr for it or something, that would definitely be, like, out of context sphere. (laughs) Snakes started manifesting in my house physically. (laughs) (laughs) love it well thank you for sharing this film with us i I mean should i be thanked i don't know if uh (laughs) thanking me is the right (laughs) yeah i enjoyed the conversation but i apologize oh no yeah i love the conversation love the conversation yeah yeah it'd be a great movie to watch with friends and like make into a drinking game i feel like yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you kind of have to do what I did, which is, and I didn't even do it intentionally. I watched, I got an hour and 15 minutes into it, and then I didn't realize that my laptop had been unplugged, and I was casting it onto my TV, <laughs> and so my laptop just died, and I was like, well, I was getting tired anyway. I'll just finish this in the morning. <laughs> and I woke up, and I was all refreshed, and I finished the last hour of the movie, mm. and I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. <laughs> that sounds like a good way to do it because when I I was like at that exact mark when I looked and saw that there was an hour left and I was like how yeah when you're watching at home yeah that's the beauty of yeah. when you're watching at home you don't have to sit it you don't have to finish it all in one sitting you can break it up into parts baby that's what I did with um the most recent Coen Brothers movie, the Buster Scruggs movie. I had to break that up. Uh, I was yeah. like, this is too... Or The Irishman. You kidding me? I'm not sitting th- three and a half hours of a Martin Scorsese movie. I was like, I'm watching this in parts. I don't care what anybody says on Twitter about like, oh, your your attention spans is that bad and rotted and blah, blah, blah. No, no Bitch, movie I'm tired. Be, I don't care. No movie should be three and a half hours. That's too long. I love a Except cool Except Lord of the Rings minutes. Extended Edition. That's allowed mm-hmm. to be three and a half hours. 
I mean, is it? Yes. Because <laughs> to me, I mean, a cool 88-minute movie, that is, like, perfect. When I see a movie that's 88 to 90 minutes, I'm like, I don't even care if it's good. This is already a five-star movie for me. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. about the time I start clocking out of anything. So, <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Valid. We did that's it. Valid. We, did we, it did we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did Spear. <laughs> so, Crystal, do you want, where can people find you if you want them to? Uh, my, uh, most public facing profile right now is on Instagram, um, at crystal palace drag. Uh, I'm a local performer in Salt Lake city. Uh, I am a resident at a bar called Waikiki, which is the closest a gay bar has ever been to Mormon square. So (laughs) where the temple is. So sorry, you guys, like (laughs) you're just gonna have to deal with us. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, my letterbox is crystal underscore palace. Um, my reviews are usually not coherent, um, (laughs) and my rating, my star rating system, I'm like, why did I even start with stars? I should do what Sydney does, which is not rate anything and just review it and put a little heart by it, but I can't help it. I'm like, oh, but I'm so, I'm a slave to that five star system because I'm like, (laughs) like camp is not a five star movie, but I say it is because I love that movie. Oh, the movie movie. camp? Yeah, the movie camp. (laughs) That was yes. that is the number one movie in my list of movies that were fighting for gay rights and people were killed. Yes, I, love that list. I there are there are reviews. I'll look I'll look at people's reviews and I'm like, you didn't get you didn't understand the assignment of this film. They're like, I don't this movie I don't get it. Like it's it's like problematic and blah blah blah. And it's not very good. I'm like, girl, it's called Camp. It's not supposed to be good. Stephen Sondheim shows up. Like that's not <laughs> that's all you need yeah. to know. That's all. And a I, guy it, at a theater camp doesn't know who Stephen Sondheim is, and then he shows up at the end. And then... Yeah. I mean, do you want to go out and play the game? Because we can. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. All right. <laughs> I am at Dagmadden on Twitter, as always. And you can find me at LM Designs on Twitter and the podcast at Horror Time Pod on Twitter and Stop Horror Time Pod at Facebook. We're great for people who want to know more about horror movies uh, but just don't want to watch them. And if you guys would love to uh, or would be able to, uh, just give us any kind of like a review or rating. It's just more so you can share us and we can get more known. Um, but I don't even know if we want to be known, but this is just fun. No, well, no, this way more people will know about Sphere. So yes. Yes, 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 yes. we have to make this into a cult it's, class. It's like the yes. ring. Like, I, that's exactly so, like, what, we're... yeah, that's exactly what I said. I'm like Samara from the ring where I'm like, got to make as many copies of Sphere as possible and distribute it to the masses. <laughs> And the only way you can live and manifest a better sphere is by watching Sphere. Yes. <laughs> if we get enough, if we drum up enough interest in Sphere, maybe we can manifest a limited series. That's all Please. I'm saying. Please, that would yes. be all about manifesting. The potential is there. I would love to see it. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to everybody later. Bye. Bye. Bye.